I video. There we are. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 161 of my podcast, The Glow, which is live on Facebook right now, and also will be on YouTube and iTunes and SoundCloud. And this is my friend, Sia. This is Sia. She's a surprise guest today, and uh, she may not say too much, so if you're listening on the audio version, you won't hear her, but she is a great inspiration to us. What do you see? Me, Uncle Brian. She's a great inspiration to us, an example of how to live. Yeah, I'm there too. I'm there. I'm here. I'm everywhere. You're here. You're there. You're everywhere. Yeah, that's our tent. Pillow. Mm-hmm. Pillow. Your vocabulary is really expanding. You're gonna be you're gonna be on here having your own podcast soon. Pillow. Saying all kinds of w- wise things of great inspiration Pillow. and wisdom. Pillow. Yep. So, she uh, is a great inspiration to us. She's an example of how to just be in the moment and live in the moment and live the authentic truth of following what's alive for you in the moment. So thanks for being a guest on my show. Thank you, and you're welcome. Thank you, and you're welcome. Okay, I'm going to pass her off to Annie, and I'm going to tell you about um, this weekend I had four days of silence. We had an amazing retreat that was, welcome, good, God will, my friend, welcome, Phyllis, welcome, everyone. When you're entering, please share where you're from. Feel free to uh, get engaged in any time with questions, comments, feedback, response. The intention is for this to be a conversation, a conversation that engages us and um, inspires us to look deeply into ourselves from a deeper space of self-awareness, self-reflection, realize who we are more fully and deeply and wholly and to express it in the world more fully and deeply and wholly. I'm going to try something different here. Today I'm going to have two phones, so there's the phone that I'm using to look at you guys, and then there's the phone here that I can uh, get this out to a few more folks with. So we had this four-day retreat, which was really, uh, oh by the way, I'm in the Blue Ridge Mountains today. I'm in the Blue Ridge Mountains today. And um, we decided to camp, which we haven't done in a long time. So um, we took advantage of this beautiful spot, this beautiful location, and just kind of had this um, vibration of freedom, you know, just out in the beauty of the natural world and the surroundings of the, be- the, the natural world. And there's this, if you can listen for a moment, You can hear the creek in the back. You can hear the cicadas and the crickets. And there's birds singing. And there's something so rejuvenating and restorative about being in the natural world. And the reason there's something so rejuvenating and restorative about being in the natural world is because we are the natural world. We are the natural world and the natural world is us. We are 100% nature. 
what we are is 100% nature. Welcome everybody. Welcome Jane. Welcome Samantha. Welcome everybody. Thanks for so much for for being here. And so, in that recollection, in that realization, you start to get in tune with a natural rhythm of who and what you really are. You start to get in tune with this natural biological rhythm of who you really are. And you start to deepen into silence. You start to deepen into stillness, which is the absolute essence of who and what we really are. There's this silence, there's this stillness, which has this incredible depth of peace, which has this incredible depth of absolute freedom, which has this incredible depth of unconditional love, and which has this incredible depth of empowerment. Right? So, freedom, love, inner peace, and empowerment. Freedom, love, inner peace, and empowerment. That transcends the temporary past and conditions. That reminds us who and what we truly are. So, we did this retreat, a silent retreat. Now, this silent retreat was a little bit different, uh, or maybe a lot different, than um, other silent retreats that I'm aware of. So there's the Vipassana retreat, which can be 9 days, 10 days, 11 days, where people sit, you know, they sit, and they don't move all day long, right, and quiet. Hey, Omnia, welcome, Omji. So what I was interested in was creating a silent retreat that was nonverbal, but also engage the body, had a sense of embodiment, had a sense of engaging with the activities of the day, right, which had a sense of like a holistic approach to wellness. So great food, yoga every day, meditation every day, breath work every day, dance, mindfulness walking, and then one, one space a day for discussion, for talking, for reflecting, for processing. One space, that's it, which was 10.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. every day. So we were there for four days, and what was amazing, what was astonishing for me was what opened up for us, what opened up for me and Annie as facilitators, the, the revelations that opened up in us and the openings that came uh, within us and between us. And I um, feel inspired just to share some of what came through with us. Uh, it's definitely something that was immensely valuable. And we discovered an immense value in it and definitely something that I encourage and invite everybody to experience. I really encourage everyone to experience it and to make that space for yourself. Um, so the first thing that I'm going to share is we're doing this mindfulness walk, right? So this is something I've done a lot of times before. So basically you're walking in silence and you're looking around. So you're using your eyes, so visual. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you smell? And if you're really courageous, what do you taste? Right? Do that at your own risk. So, you're really present with the moment. Right? And in being present with the moment, What occurred to me was, wow, there's like a lot of mosquitoes out here, right? Even in this moment right now, there's like this little bug that's on my hand and he's looks like a small bee. 
and he's exploring my myself, right? So there's there's these things that you think like, oh, if I'm present, I'm just going to notice things that are really pleasurable and really ecstatic. But one of the first things you often notice is things that are painful, things that are unpleasant, things that are uncomfortable, things that are unsettling. Can you be present with that? Can you be fully be present with what is? Can you be in an unconditional relationship with this moment, regardless of what arises or falls, appears or disappears, comes or goes? Can you be fully alive, present, in an unconditional relationship with this moment? Right? So I'm noticing all these mosquitoes, and normally what happens is you come, you go, ah, man, there's so many mosquitoes. I, you, I wanted to say to the person next to me, there's so many mosquitoes out here. And they go, yeah, it's crazy. There's so many mosquitoes. And that becomes your point of connection. You know, your point of connection is to complain about the mosquitoes. So then you, you kind of, you've kind of made a connection through complaining, right? So then, you, you know, the next day you complain about it, the next day you complain about it, and that becomes a conversation point the whole time, right? But in this case, there was nobody to complain to because couldn't talk. So there was nobody to share anything. There was nobody to speak to. There was nobody to complain and like let the energy release itself, right? So this resistance to the moment, I was just left with inside myself, right? It was just something I was left with inside myself. So that didn't feel good, right? It doesn't, it's like, you start to realize this resistance to the moment is a waste of time. Like, why am I resisting this moment? Because this is what's happening. This is what is. This is the situation. This is the experience that I'm in. Right? Okay, there's mosquitoes. Right? Me complaining about it isn't going to make it any different. is isn't going to improve the situation. Right? So accepting what is, then I can make adjustments. I can make adaptations, which I did. Right, so the next day I come out with like full hood on and like long sleeves, long pants, socks and shoes. You know, I made these adjustments, right? So I just started to notice all the ways we use complaining as a way to connect with each other and as a way to just kind of have this commentary about everything that we're experiencing, which wasn't, there wasn't the ability to do that, right? So because it wasn't the ability to do that, all the thoughts became much more aware there was this there was this understanding of of what was here and this much kind of um, deeper sense of presence that allowed the thoughts to be noticed and then to be just kind of passing clouds. The thoughts are just coming and going. The experiences are coming and going. The feelings are coming and going. The sensations are coming and going. Everything that arises is temporary, right? The need to have a commentary on it or to process it or to complain about it, or to um, worry about it, it just was really clear how useless it is, how it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of energy through being with what is and responding to what is with your whole heart, with your whole body, with your whole mind, with your whole grounded sense of present moment awareness and being. So in that realization, what happened was this incredible amount of energy becomes freed up. An enormous amount of energy becomes freed up. Because all of the energy that's been used to complain, to worry, um, to resist the moment, becomes seen clearly and is able to open. 
not only within yourself, but in the environment around you, right? So even if I'm not in a space and planning in myself, there's people all around me all the time, news media, right? Um, social situations, social situations. Let's complain about politics. Let's complain about the weather. Let's complain about how hot it is. Now tomorrow let's complain about how cold it is. Let's complain about, right, how we're uncomfortable, how we're, how we're sweating, how we're... All these things, right? It's like there's this, this, this energy of complaining that is absolutely clearly useless, that has no value whatsoever, and actually inhibits you from making a change in immediately in the moment. Inhibits you from immediately responding in a creative way, using your mind, using your heart in a creative way to make change, to make transformations, to make a shift in a creative, energized, proactive way. Right? So the energy is freed up. So there's this enormous amount of energy that opens up when you let go of complaining or hearing complaining. Right? There's this enormous amount of energy that opens up that opens you up to the moment. And it was incredible to behold. Right? So the, the element that's related to that, then the energy is freed up and the energy is able to be used to receive. To receive all kinds of creative downloads, insights, inspirations, ideas, visions, imaginings. You're, when, when you're so filled with complaining and worrying and thinking about this and processing this thing from last year and this thing from three weeks ago and oh my father did this and my mother did this, when you, you start to really see that, that, that that's, there's no value in playing around in that energy. There's no value in kind of just going around and around in the head, like spinning around and around and around and around and around. And all of a sudden you're, you're present, you're open, you're wide open, you're receptive, you're listening, you're paying attention. You're like an open cup. You're like a wide open chasm. Like a wide open channel. What does the universe, source, spirit, God want to share with me in this moment? This is the essence, really, uh, the mystics have talked about, the ones that have connected with the unified field, this alignment within, meditation, prayer. It's this space where you're just open to listen. And when you're open to listen, you release the reactive energy, the reactive thinking, and now there's a, it's like a switch. And this creative thinking comes in. What the mind is designed to do, it's now allowed to do. So in this four days of silence at this retreat that we led this past weekend, just an incredible amount of insights and downloads and ways of seeing things and shifts and imaginings and visionings. So. Being quiet, you know, there's an idea that you have to, like, no thoughts, right? It's not, it's not about no thoughts. It's about the quality of the thoughts. It's about noticing. And when you start to notice, the quality shifts. You don't have to try. You don't have to make effort. You don't have to force. You don't have to push. It's actually the opposite of that. It's a relaxed awareness. Relaxed present moment awareness. And in this relaxed present moment awareness there's a different quality that opens because now you're paying attention. You're conscious. You're here. You're alert. And your nervous system is open. 
the neurons can connect and fire in all kinds of new ways. So it's just a, like a like a wheelhouse of creativity when you get into this quiet space, which is profound. You know, as as creative people, as artists, it's essential to have time that's quiet, that's without words, that allows the old to be released and the new to enter and come into being. So uh, there's a low battery I'm noticing, so I'm going to keep moving along. I want to share that uh, for the relationship with Fanny and myself, this was unexpected. Um, we actually, with the exception of a few small moments we had to discuss logistics, we kept the four days of silence between us, right? And we noticed like how much we use words to try to connect with people that we've spent a lot of time with and how so much of it is just being present. It's like beyond the words, it's deeper than the words. The inherent love that's so alive with someone that you care about, that you love about, that you love, that you have deep affection and, and connection with, that inherent truth comes to the surface when the words are let go of, right? And there's 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 these other ways of um, connecting and, and attuning. You can imagine what some of them are without words that are really powerful. You know that open up this whole level of energy. It's like oh, we've been trying to spin around in the mind, talking and talking and talking and processing, to try to connect where it's actually taking us away from connecting the only place you can possibly ever connect, which is in this moment, right now. So it was an incredible revelation for us. I highly recommend, um, if you're a couple, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a marriage, if you're in a partnership, um, instead of talking more, talk less. That's my advice to you. And I know it's a, a radical revelation, but I've had this revelation before, and it was just confirmed, essentially, this weekend. It was profoundly confirmed in an experiential sense. Instead of talking to the person that you love more, talk less and be together more. Less thinking, more being. Less mind, more heart. More embodiment, presence, connection, now. And then just in this presence, in this being, see what happens together. See what arises together. There's a whole other way of... Uh, being in communion, which is really just the realization that we already are in communion. We already are in communion. It's just being covered up by all the thoughts, the beliefs, the ideologies, the ideas of you should be this, you should be that, you did this, you did that, you made me feel this way, you made me feel that way. When you're not talking with words, it's much more difficult to assume that someone's making you feel a certain way or someone's making you do a certain thing. But it's not saying anything to you. So it becomes more clear that, oh... I am responsible 100% for what I'm feeling in this moment, for what I'm thinking in this moment, for what I'm doing in this moment. And when you become whole in yourself, it allows you to become whole in a relationship with another. It allows you to become whole with your family. It allows you to become whole with your community. It allows you to become whole with the world. So when you can be with yourself and really feel at peace in yourself, regardless of what's arising, regardless of the thoughts that are rising or falling, regardless of the, the emotions that are rising or falling, the sensations, the experiences that are rising or falling, when you can really truly 
be with yourself and be in love with yourself and be at peace with yourself and be free within yourself and be empowered within yourself, that's when you have fulfilling dynamic relationships. But if you don't have that, then it's impossible. It's literally impossible to have fulfilling relationships. You must have that within yourself first. Someone else can be a teacher of showing you what you don't have that in yourself through their reflection, but they can't give it to you, right? You have to find that, have the intention within yourself, describe that in yourself, and then find that in connection and relationship with, with another. So that was incredible, this realization of, yeah, like, couple, if you're a couple, if you're in a relationship, if you're married, if you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, make time to not talk an hour two hours, two days, three days, four days, makes time to explore. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm, trust me on this. It's going to open up this whole other level of connection. So it's like I'm seeing now couples silent retreats, like, or, or, just, that, or just that understanding that being a coming together couple, how it can open up the space between you. And then you can have a space in the day like we did to reflect and, and share and process with some words. But it's, it becomes, that has value. So I'm not trying to say words have no value. Um, I'm a big fan of nonviolent communication and ways to communicate consciously with words, but recognizing that which is underneath the words and the communion that's already present, extraordinarily valuable. So the other things that, uh, the other takeaway is, is the morning practice. I was doing a morning practice where I was, um, and other people were with me, um, meditating for an hour to start the morning. So getting up at 7 a.m., come into the meditation hall, sit for an hour in silence. Then I was doing a half hour of exercise, right? And then breakfast. So welcome to all my Egyptian friends. It's great to see you all here. Thanks for being here. We had a, an awesome time in uh, Egypt this past summer and did a workshop there. And I'm seeing some friends showing up that were there for us. So you, uh, so yes, an hour in meditation and then a half hour of exercise, listen to some music that I really loved for the exercise. And just the way you start your day is so essential because it carries into the rest of the day, right? So it just really became clear to me how we start our day. Now, I don't know if I'm going to take an hour and a half every day to start the day with an hour of meditation and 30 minutes of exercise. It may be modified down a bit, but it just really became clear that you, if you can start tuning to what's most essential, tuning to source, being open, receptive, getting into the body, getting the blood flowing, getting quiet, being an open, clear channel for like spirit, God, source, universe, life. How do you want to move through me in this day? You know, I'm receptive. And then once you get that, you can kind of get your to-do list going, that the downloads come in, and then you're just a creative fire plug that's relaxed and attuned and at peace in the same time. So there's the sense of what I speak of, of relaxed excitement. Relaxed excitement, right? So that's what you can feel here in this moment right now. There's a sense of being relaxed in the beauty of nature, a sense of silence, stillness, and yet excitement and passion for life, right? So it's like relaxed and yet alert, attuned. That's the place we want to be in. And that's where the, when we're in this place, that's where the magic and the miracles come into being. That's where the magic and the miracles happen, right? Relaxed excitement. Attuned with the essence, right? And the essence is only ever right here. So if you feel like you've lost the essence, you have to get back to some other place, I have to get back to this, when I took LSD or 
I have to get back to when I was, you know, in this particular meditation. It's a lie. It's an illusion, and it's not true. The presence that you're looking for, God is always right here. God is always right now. God is always available for you right now. If God's not always available for you right now, then it's not God, right? Then you know you, you got the wrong idea because God is not an idea, right? So any idea you have is the wrong idea. God is present here and now. God is always available. The only question is, the only question is, are you available? That's the only question. Are you available? Are you present or is your mind caught in chatter and worry and complaining and anxiety and the burdens of the past, right? So that's the question. And one of the other things that was really powerful, this wasn't necessarily a new revelation, but was kind of further confirmed, was the power of breathing. Breathing, when we breathe deeply and fully into the moment, the power of that too. us to be open available in this moment so I am uh, the last takeaway was just a way to integrate this like we really came away from like we want to integrate this in our lives you know on a, on a consistent basis and take this forward so we're really looking at ways to I don't know if it's gonna be like I'm thinking maybe two days of silence a month or several hours a day um, but all the benefits that came into being I highly recommend take do an extended retreat too, at least like you know, when you can. I'm not going to say a uh, specific time frame because everyone's got a different lifestyle and circumstances, but I highly recommend the extended retreat of silence. Um, and again, what I'm interested in, what I don't know if anyone else is doing this. If someone is, I'd love to know about it. Um, but what I'm doing is different than the Vipassana style where they're just sitting all day style. This is embodiment. So you're moving the body, you're engaged, you're, you're engaged in activities, including... Um, we, I don't know if I mentioned the mindfulness eating, but we're eating in silence. So we're doing yoga, we're doing breath work, we're, we're getting out, we're walking together through nature, through incredible nature. Like a 120 acre, I think, uh, nature preserve in North Florida. We are dancing, you know, so there's this way of like exploring all these parts of yourself and engaging the body instead of just sitting. Though there is sitting too, there's meditation that's part of it. That I found was really profound really really profound which was my instinct which is why we put it together and organized it so we'll be organizing another one so look forward to that and um, I want to make sure that the battery doesn't go dead here so that we have space to get this out Did I just flip something around there I think I just turned myself upside down somehow <laughs> what just happened I'm gonna take this out So I think I'm upside down. Am I right side up? No, I'm still upside down. Everything, the world just turned upside down. Hi everyone. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, so stay tuned for upcoming announcements and suggestions. And remember that when things aren't right side up, you can always turn them upside down and kind of shake them out and shake them loose. And have a beautiful rest of your day. And see you in the next now. Keep the conversation going in the thread. I wasn't able to check people's um, comments and uh, 
questions, but I will. Let's keep the conference going on the thread. And remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Thank you all. See you soon.